You are listening to sermons from Bars Corner, Nova Scotia. The goal of our teaching is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For more recordings and sermon notes and many other resources, visit barscornerbaptist.wordpress.com or search Sam Jess or Bars Corner on crosspreach.com. This is your sermon for Sunday, February 28th. I'm going to try to do this as the short version of the sermon. I recorded this last night and it was 40 minutes, so I figure if I can do this in 10 minutes, it's like taking 10 minutes off. And uh, if, if you're only able to listen to, to 10 minutes of this, then, then God, may this, may this bless you richly. The, the message today is about the habit of having a regular time alone with God. And we're going to read from um, Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. This is about a time when Jesus was very busy doing many good things. Luke chapter 5. Verses 15 and 16. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. May God bless this reading from his word. Here in this little passage, it tells about Jesus being very busy preaching to large crowds and healing many people. And if you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in him and trust him, then I hope you know that you are called to follow in his footsteps. And maybe that will mean that you will get to preach to large crowds of people like he did. Maybe that will mean as you follow in his footsteps that God will work miracles through you of healing in people's lives. But it might not. For many Christians, God just doesn't um, work through them in that way. But I can tell you that one way that God does want you to follow in, in Christ's footsteps is for you to do like he does in verse 16 and have a regular time alone with God. To have a regular time alone with God. People call this a habit, a quiet time or a time of closet prayer or a time of devotions. The point is to spend time meeting with God, your heavenly father. Christ's disciples must have wondered about this because there was such an opportunity here, so many needs, and they must have wondered, what on earth is he doing going off and being alone when there is so much to do? When there are so many people who need him so urgently, what is so important for him to, to be going off and, and, and being alone like that? What is he doing in that time alone? I'm sure that the disciples later realized, as I hope we will realize today, that the essence of what Jesus was doing was that he was getting one-on-one -on -one time with his Heavenly Father, and he knew that so much else of what he would accomplish in his life on earth would depend on the, the quality of that time with his Heavenly Father. As I reflected on this, I remembered that a few years ago, there was one day I had my uh, my daughter, she was three years old, and I had her with me in a coffee shop in Bridgewater. We, I had to uh, wait for something else that I was going to do. We had some time to kill, so I heard that there were some toys she might be able to play with there in that coffee shop. So we went, and I bought her a muffin, and... Uh, she just wanted to sit with me there. 
She didn't want to play, and a man, an older man, came over to us, and he said he didn't want to interrupt us too much, but he just wanted to commend me. He said he really wanted to encourage me that what I that I was doing something very good, and I didn't know what he meant at first. And he said that in his in his thick Montreal French accent, he said that he had spent a lot of his life working with troubled youth and young women in in the city. I think in Montreal, and one thing that he came to realize after his years of work was that a, a lot of the troubles that those young women had gotten themselves into could be traced back to how they just never got the regular quality times with their dads that they longed for, that they should have gotten. They never got those times. And he just wanted to tell me how important those times were. Time focused on listening to each other, on being present with each other, not just going through the motions, not just getting things done. Well, that is like what Jesus did with his Heavenly Father regularly. He went and got time with his Heavenly Father because he knew that so much depended on it. He knew that staying out of trouble depended on it. He knew that, that learning to do the right things in the right ways depended on it. And we are called, too, to get time with our Heavenly Father. So what should we do to get this time, kind of time alone with God? Well, the Bible gives us very few definite instructions. It doesn't say for how long or what time of the day or how many days a week to do this or what kinds of resources to use. You think about it, they didn't even have printed Bibles that they could take with them when they did this in Christ's time. But it gives us some guidelines or some definite ingredients that we, we should hope to have in our regular times alone with God. And I'll go through these very quickly. Number one is that we should hide. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 6, go into your room and, and close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. So we should hide. Number two is that we should make sure that we are chewing on the scriptures. When Jesus spent 40 days alone in the wilderness and then he was tempted, he, he replied with a scripture he had been chewing on. And the scripture was that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the, from the mouth of God. Is that, that we need to learn to really chew on and be nourished by the scriptures in our times alone with the Father. The third thing that we should make sure that we are doing is pray. Like it says in Luke 5.16 that he would go off to solitary places to pray. To pray about what? There was a time in Luke 11, 1-4 when the disciples uh, saw that Jesus was alone praying. And so they asked him to teach them, teach them to pray and he taught them the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer teaches us to pray about the most basic things of life and also about the highest things of heaven. And so... I would encourage you to, to reflect on the Lord's Prayer and, and how it can teach you to pray. The fourth thing is that as, as we spend time alone with God the Father, that we seek direction for the choices that we need to make. Sometimes we don't even realize that we have choices to make. We just slide into them. We need to be always laying these things before the Father and seeking his direction in them. In Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 16, it says that Jesus went up on a mountainside to pray, and he prayed there the whole night, and then he came down and chose his 12 apostles from among a larger number of disciples. 
and you think about it, he made he made some major decisions in doing that. And when he looked back on that, um, it must have changed the way that that he saw the way that the that things played out with the choice of those disciples, particularly with Judas Iscariot. Another thing that we should another ingredient thing that we should aim to do in our time alone with God is we should aim to express our deepest joys and frustrations. It says in Psalm 62:8, pour out your hearts to him. Pour out your hearts to God. So um, there, there are times when it's not right for us to express our emotions to, to other people around us, especially if they're negative uh, emotions of frustration or, or grief. Um, but God really wants it, to hear it from us, and so we can pour out our hearts to him. Um, I'll just give you a few very helpful practical things that you can do today that, that the disciples couldn't really do in Jesus' time. They didn't have the, the modern means. Use a journal. They didn't, have, they didn't have paper and pens back then like we do. Uh, not as easily available. You can go to the dollar store and get yourself a nice journal and a cheap pen and take a journal with you and keep a, keep a prayer list and, and make notes about what the Lord's showing you in the scriptures and questions that you have and, and, uh, and write out your prayers if you're, if you're struggling to, to get your thinking and your praying clear. Um, another practical thing you can do is you can have a prayer, you can have a to-do list handy so that when you get distracted by thinking, well, there's, there are things that I need to do, you can just say, well, I'll jot that down on my to-do list so I won't forget it, and then you can put it aside and get back to focusing on your time alone with the Father. Um, another very practical thing that I find is that it's a lot more possible and a lot more likely to get a, a regular time alone with, with God the Father if if um, the people in your life are cheering you on and making it possible for you, and it's more possible for them if you're cheering them on and making it possible for them. If you say to them, all right, I'll wash the dishes, you go get your quiet time. And then they say to you, all right, we'll watch that movie together after you get your quiet time. I'll wait for you, and, and things like that. Now, with all of that, I just want to tell you that this is not about thinking that I need to I need to do this regularly and, and get it done in order for God to love me, in order for God to bless me. It is not like that at all. I can tell you that I have been very bad at doing this, and God has blessed me. And um, it's like like uh, like those troubled young women that the man in the coffee shop told me about, they might have thought that they needed to accomplish more, they might have thought they, they needed to, to do things to get their father's attention, their fathers should have just been paying them attention. And that is the way it is with our Heavenly Father. He really is paying us attention whether we are getting this right or not. I'll finish with, with an encouragement that what is absolutely necessary for you really getting the richness of time alone with God your Father, what is absolutely necessary is that you be his true child deep on the inside. Not just that he made you, not that just that he is your creator, but even more than that, that you would know him as someone who has been born of the Spirit, born from above, someone who has placed your faith in what Jesus did on the cross, to die, who died to pay for your sins and who was raised to life to give you a new life in that, in that new life, which is the new life of someone who has been made deep in their spirit, deep in their soul, 
a, a tender child of God that as it says in Romans chapter 8 verses 9 to 17 that your spirit would then have his spirit united with it and you'd be crying out Abba father and and that this this childlike connection with God who has become in a special and unique way your heavenly father um, becomes incredibly deep and intimate and you can't have that unless you receive what Jesus Christ did for you and he is offering it God the Father is offering this and all you have to do is receive and, and call on him and say I, I know I'm a sinner I believe I accept what you did for me call on him and let him take you into a life of intimacy with you and him pouring out his love on you may God bless you amen